Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Anita J and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater out in Massachusetts. Today is Wednesday, May 30th, 2018 and it's the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 65 beginning with the very first paragraph on our grudge list, reading through two paragraphs, which that's the entire example there, ending with affects my pride, personal sex relations, security, fear, commenting on both paragraphs. Today's readers are for the 12 steps, Cordelia W., the 12 Traditions, Esther F. Readers of the text this morning are Lisa B., Susan H., and our backup, Rachel W. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, May 29, are for the 7 a.m. meeting, 11,471. 11471. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 11473, 11473. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Cordelia W. to read OA's 12 steps for us. Hi, this is Cordelia W. from Florida, a grateful recovering uh, overeater. These are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 
6, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 8, made a list of of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I pass. Thank you so much, Cordelia W. And I'll now ask Esther F. to read OA's 12 Traditions. Good morning, everyone. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OE membership is a a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. I pass. Thank you so much, Esther F. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute 
Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. But today we resume our study of the big book and we are on page 65. We are going to be reading two paragraphs, beginning with on our grudge list and ending with affecting our pride, personal sex relations, security, fear, commenting on both. And I'll now ask Lisa B. to get us started. Morning, Lisa. Well, Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. On our grudge list, we set opposite each name our injuries. Was it our self-esteem, our security, our ambitions, our personal or sex relations, which had been interfered with? We were usually as definite as this example. I'm resentful at Mr. Brown, the cause, his attention to my wife, sex relations, self-esteem, fear, told my wife of my mistress, affects my sex relations, self-esteem. Brown may get my job at the office. This affects my self-esteem and security. Mrs. Jones, she's a nut. She snubbed me. She committed her husband for drinking. He's my friend. She's a gossip. This affects my self-esteem, and there's fear bracketed in there. And just like on the above paragraph, there's also fear in there. Personal relationship, self-esteem, and fear is bracketed. My employer, unreasonable, unjust, overbearing, threatens to fire me for drinking and padding my expense account. Affects my self-esteem, fear, security. My wife, misunderstands and nags, likes Brown, wants house put in her name, affects pride, personal, sex relations, security, and fear. So I I wanted to look at some of my notes and just share some of my experience um, and what helped me in in doing this work. Um, There's a prayer, you know, there's so many prayers shared in the big book. And on page 64, I was able to get a prayer out of the reading. And I was able to do this um, each time I wanted to do my writing. God, please help me face and be rid of the things in myself which have been blocking me from you, other people, and myself. And then um, I found it helpful to write on the top of the page, please help me to see the truth. And then um, I just wanted to share some insights that I've been able to get from other fellows and just through uh, prayer, meditation, special editions. Um, But really speaking with others that have walked this path before me that are awakened, that have experienced the results of the 12 steps, um, they really help me understand. So one of the things they help me understand is that self-esteem is my stage character. <clears throat> and that's, you know, using a reference in the big book on the third step when they're talking about, you know, I'm wanting to run the show. I'm wanting to be the stage character that's in charge. So this is the role I've assigned myself. And pride is how the rest of the players are supposed to see me. Ambition is what I want out of this scene. Security is what I need out of this scene to be okay. And then personal relations is my deep-seated idea of what this type of relationship should look like. Sex relations is my deep-seated idea of how a real man and or a real woman would be in this situation. And then pocketbook relates to my finances. And um, I just want to share also that 
I was terrified to do this work. I, I've done this work before, but this time it was so different because I understood the whole under, uh, concept of what Dr. Silkworth explained about entire abstinence. And I could tell that this was a very different process for me, going through this big book because we started from the beginning, the title page. I was working with someone that was truly awakened, and I was terrified. But I just went through the work, and I, I kept hearing other fellows share, we'll never do it perfectly. It's not about perfection. It's just about doing the work, trusting in this higher power. And even though I wasn't awakened at this point, I could still start to learn the, the habit of, turning to this power that's unseen, that's invisible, um, but trusting that it's there and that it will be guiding me, and then just going at it, putting pen to paper. And with that, I pass. Oh, thank you. I expected you to take a little. I was going to let you have a little more time. But no one else. Just, just That was just Lisa B. All right. Who else would like to comment on those first two paragraphs? Larry Kay. Larry K. Leslie W. Leslie W. Judith R. Judith R. Laura, Virginia. And I'd like to know what the page number because I, I just came in and I'm so sorry. You want to know Cynthia the page? C. Just a minute. Cynthia, just a minute. Cynthia C., we're on page 75, 65, the first two paragraphs. Thank you so much. Debbie from Chicago. Debbie from Chicago. All right. Well, no, we can take another one. Well, I guess not. All right. Here we're going to go with Larry K., Leslie W., Judith R., Cynthia C., and Debbie, I, when you come on, give me your, the initial of your last name. All right. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> Larry K. recovered this morning. Uh, let's see. Press my timer there. So, um, you know, I was at um, Disney World years ago. I know. What does this have to do with what we just read. Well, try to tie it in. I came across a pillow that, that had an inscription embroidered on it, and it said, faith, trust, and pixie dust. And I like the fantasy world. It's, it's fun. I, I like to be removed from my world for a moment. See, the reason we say this is a practical program of action is because rather than being tethered to fantasy, it's, it's tethered to a real experience of change that's born out of an adherence to, to spiritual action, and that's what we're doing in the fourth step. So with the third column, the big book instructions are pretty clear. There are six sub-columns here or parts of myself that can be affected by resentment in this case. And it, it seems to work best when I look at each one before considering the next one, and, and Lisa did a good job explaining what they meant, what they mean. So, for example, I consider it my, you know, if my self-esteem has been affected before looking at personal relations and so on. So I simply put a check mark beside each one of these things that, you know, that I wrote about in column two in terms of how that particular thing affected that part of myself, whether it was ambition or self-esteem or personal relations. And obviously, I don't want to put a check mark opposite each one, only the ones that are affected by that cause that I wrote down. So... 
And, and what was helpful to me is with ambitions. You know, what, what is ambitions? Well, it refers to what, what is it that I want to get out of life that I'm not getting? So the majority of things that upset me are upsetting that part of myself that I want and I believe I deserve. You know, I believe that I, that I deserve something different than what, what happened. So <clears throat> here's something critical to getting the most out of the spiritual process of action, because that's what it is, right, in the four-step inventory. If I don't understand the purpose of the columns <clears throat> and I misunderstand the instructions, here's the problem. It's not the end of the world, but I may miss out on an opportunity to actively engage with my creator. And if I miss this opportunity to fully engage in a meaningful way with my creator through this spiritual process, through these actions, while it's not the end of the world, it may be the difference between sort of co-authoring eventual change or staying tethered to old ways of old ways of thinking and feeling. And since this process does not involve being sprinkled, sprinkled with the pixie dust, you know, that God is going to do for me what I could not do for myself. I need to follow these instructions precisely. So in other words, when, when we set an intention to have something different in our lives, we have to follow it up with correct action. So the Disney way, just wrapping up here, Anita, the Disney way may be faith, trust, and pixie dust, but, but here it's faith, trust, and definitive action. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Larry Kay. Leslie W., good morning. Good morning, Anita. Thank you for your service. This is Leslie W., recovered in Tennessee. And uh, I um, just wanted to share a little bit about my experience with this step. Um, I have done two fourth steps in this program. And I remember the first time I approached this fourth step, um, I meandered my way through these steps the first time around and had several relapses um, because I did not prioritize the work. Um, And I remember feeling, and I'm sure that there are many of those, I'm sure there are many of you out there that, that may be feeling this way too, which was when I approached the step, you know, I say that the fear that there's nothing to be afraid of well to me there was a lot to be afraid of with this step um i i was afraid that i would fall apart that i would unravel i felt like a fog being opened up and ripped apart on a table in science class just being poked and prodded and stuck and cut and uh you know the thing was though Finding it made that fear even worse. Procrastinating it made that fear even worse. Um, or I would swing to the other side of the spectrum and try to rush through it. I got to rush through it before before my emotions catch up with me, and and, and I got to check this box so I can move on. Um, and in that case, I wasn't as thorough as or, or as honest as I as I should have been. In my case, the second time doing this fourth step was the charm for me. Um, you know, I, I really uh, did not understand the true directions um, the first time around. The second, and, the second time around, I did. Um, you know, and for me, the biggest part of self that, that, that 
that I feel that I misunderstood was security part. Um, because I thought that just had to do with money. Um, you know, finances, yes, financial security, um, but there's also like emotional for me, there was a lot of emotional security, safety was tied up in that. Um, not knowing, um, you know, for me, um, if I would be taken care of, which again is a, was a step, was a step two issue for me, um, was my trust in God. So I look at all of that and anytime my, my security is threatened, my serenity is going to be threatened as well. And so that's one that I really have to pay attention to um, throughout this work. And I'm grateful for these instructions and for these people that have explained it to me um, through vision. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Leslie W. Judith R., good morning. Good morning, Anita. Thank you so much for your service. This is Judith R. and gratefully recovered in Vermont. Um, many, many years of looking at page 65 and basically rejecting it. I just did not get this page. And I loved the big book, but I did not like this page. It just, it was too repetitious and I didn't understand it. Thank God, a bunch of years ago, I did four through nine well enough, even though I didn't totally understand it, that God was able to take away both the compulsion and the obsession, to my great astonishment. But only as I've learned the rest of the big book have I come to understand. So what we're looking at on page 65 is three columns. I'm resentful at Mr. Brown, column one, the cause, his attention to my wife, etc., column two, and affects my sexual relations, self-esteem, etc., column three, and what the big book didn't have room for back then was column four, which we won't get to until pages 66 and 67. And that's where I turn around all my griping and grousing and complaining that can happen in step four, and I turn it into where was I? What, what did I do to create this? Um, oh, and one... Um, Interesting thing that I noticed, I've heard that column two should only have 19 words or less. And um, I've always been told that was because we shouldn't go on and on and on complaining about what that person did to us. And so I finally sat down and I read and I counted on page 65. And the longest one, I think it's Mrs. Jones, is 19 words. So I think that's where we got that um, that little diamond. So um, I just, I wish that we had room on this page to put the fourth column in, but because we have each other to tell each other how to do it, um, it works so beautifully. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you very much. Um, Cynthia C., good morning. Thank you. This is Cynthia C. May I be heard? Yes, thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service this morning and everybody else for making this meeting possible. And, you know, I woke up literally at 7 a.m. this morning when I, the first thing I thought is, oh, I get to go to the meeting. So I was really, really, really grateful. And, um, and I, I love this section. Um, between my years in AA and my years in um, OA, 
I've done four steps, a, you know, a, a few times. And I think the first couple times I did them and before I came into Vision for You, um, I did find them terrifying um, and intimidating and overwhelming. Um, and, um, I mean, they were still good. I mean, even, even what I did, it was still unbelievably enlightening for me and helpful, although I don't know that I really went past Step, I don't know, six or something, or five or six or in the past. And it's only coming to Vision for You where I've actually worked, you know, all the steps according to the big book. Um, and what was helpful for me in working with a big book sponsor um, on the fourth step is um, we use the forms, which people have talked about, um, which are amazing. And thank you for those forms at oabigbook.info. Um, and I find it really helpful for me having used those forms and for my sponsors because um, the way I did my fourth step is also the way I now do my tenth step, um, uh, which is unbelievably helpful. And what my sponsor did that was helpful and I do with my sponsees is she broke it down for me so that it was more digestible, it was more manageable for me. So at first she said, if all you can do is just list who you're resentful at in, common, in column one, that's fine. You know, but I think I, I did column one and column two. And that's all that I did at the beginning was just who am I resentful at and, and what was my resentment. Um, and that was just helpful. Like I didn't have to see beyond that. And it broke it down for me in a way that was just – I, I could that I, I felt like, oh, all right, that I could do. Um, and then she sort of helped me get an understanding of how to do the third column, you know, helped explain it to me. So then I think, you know, we did a number of them together. And then I was like, oh, I have this. And then I could go through and I could do the rest of the third column. Um, you know, and there's something about doing it in this form um, and according to the big book and breaking it down, that helps me to see my resentments more clearly. That helps it maybe objectify it or, or helps take it. It takes it out of the crazy inside me it my, of when my mind is playing mind games and I am so focused on those resentments and it breaks it down. Um, and, and really what the fourth step helped me do was to see my patterns, the patterns of my resentments to see what were, what were my character defects that were, that were causing me harm mm -hmm. um, and what were those corrosive threads going through my life and just breaking it down a little bit and not saying, here, you have to do mm -hmm. all of this in one sitting. Oh, thank you. That I'll pass. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Cynthia C. Debbie in Chicago, what's the initial of your last name, Deb? Debbie R. from Chicago. Thank you. You're up. Morning. My name is Debbie. I'm a compulsive overeater. And I want to thank the people giving service and everyone on this call. I started coming on this call maybe about two or three weeks ago. And I was in another relapse after 30 years uh, in OA. And I've had lots of days of abstinence. And today I have seven days strung together. And I know it's got something to do with this meeting. I've done a fourth step uh, numbers of times. But I got another sponsor uh, from this call. 
and I'm going, I'm humble enough to be willing to start back on step one. And today I know that when I get to the fourth step, my grudge list, I'll have to include myself. Uh, I took a selfie yesterday um, to show an, a new hairstyle, and the resentment against me just flooded me. And so uh, I'm asking my higher power to help me be willing to do the fourth step, to work with the sponsor, to do anything that I can uh, to let go uh, of the food suicide. And uh, this month I'm celebrating uh, 26 years sober. And to help me get it from the bottom of my feet to the top of my head, that for me, the food is in the same category as the alcohol and the drugs. And I'm grateful for all of you. Thank you. Uh, thanks so much, WR. Yep. Same category. Um, for those who joined us maybe a bit late, we are on page 65, the very first two paragraphs, which includes that entire example. Uh, now, who else would like to share for approximately three minutes? Nancy Janice P, M. Tina S. Okay, hold on. Nancy P and Tina S. Vasa O. Janice M. Okay, hold on again. Vasa and Janice. Or X. Jan Janice M. Arlene H. And and who was that before Arlene? Laura. Laura. S. Yes. What What is it? Laura. L. A. U. R. And the initial, the last, and the last, the initial of Sarah. Okay, thanks. Well, All right, very good. That's good. I think I threw you in there. You're, you're the first one. All right, we're going to have Russ and then Nancy P and Tina S and Vasa O, Janice M and Laura S. All right, good morning, Russ. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Um, good morning to everyone here. Russ M, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, so coming up to my fourth step, you know, I was always jumping the gun with my, uh, sponsor at my third step. I was freaking out about the, the fourth step. And once we got to it, he said, look, take the emotion out of it. Keep it simple. Write what happened. And don't, <laughs> you know, that 19 word thing, but also you don't have to write a dissertation. And, you know, I prayed, and I, and I just did it that way. And, and it, it just flowed real easily. And I, and, and I think of it, these things that I held for 40 years, okay, maybe 35, right, 35 years, and they, they, they entrapped me. They, they you know, they, they enslaved me for so long. And for a two-day period, maybe four hours combined, two hours, two hours, I got to re just writing them, putting them down, making sense of them, gave me some relief, gave me some some uh, ease and, and peace and comfort. And, you know, I was freaking out about that process. But as it was going, God was, God had, God was right there with me to allow this to happen. So it just it was like that, you know, that trade-off of 
being tortured for 40 years or 35 years and four hours. I mean, who cares? It's between you and God anyway, really. Your sponsor is just guiding you. The person who takes your fifth step is just guiding you. This is like we're walking through a, you know, we're walking through a doorway from pain to peace. And and I was I was I was freaking out to do it, but once I got into it, it was really cool. So getting into the action relieved me. Now taking my fifth step, that you know, giving my fifth step away, that's a different story. We'll get to that when we get to it. But um, it's just being able to know what made you tick, and why you ate, and why you were medicating, and why you were mad at the world. It was just it's just beautiful how this is set up. And how and how it works when we do the do the action. So, thank you so much. I love you guys. Have a beautiful day. Okay. Thanks so much, Russ. Nancy T. Good morning. Hi. Can I be heard? Yes. Hi. Thanks for letting me share. This is Nancy P. from Boston. So I um, also had written more than one fourth step and. Um, and thought that that was going to be the magic bullet. But when I did the, did the fourth step in the vision, uh, through vision, I realized that my whole life, you know, it says fear is bracketed in, you know, in all of these, um, these reasons that, that, you know, we were usually as definite as this example. So fear is bracketed. And for me, fear, what is fear? Fear is that I'm not going to be safe. And so, you know, I ate because I felt like it would keep the fear away. And, you know, um, as I got older um, and had to take care of myself, I began to buy insurance. And, in fact, I became addicted to buying insurance, if you can believe it. I I still love it. I love feeling like my house is going to be okay, my life is going to be okay, long-term critical care insurance. I mean, you name it, I'm insured. And But I still didn't feel safe in particular until I did this work and – just being willing to see that God could make me feel safe um, really helped me. And, you know, I'm certainly not perfect. And I have, I have big fears. Some of the people that I've been talking to over the past few days, I have had some fears that have been crippling to me. And, um, you know, I feel better when I talk about it. And I feel better when I do this work with fellow visioneers. So, um, that's all I have to say. I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Nancy P. Tina S. and then Vasa O. Good morning, Tina. Good morning, Anita. Thanks so much for your service. Uh, Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Well, again, some great stuff and a transformation process for sure for me in my life. And, you know, I love what was shared. I, too, suggest that if you do this work that you do it with somebody who has done it before and that's when I got the best results personally and uh, you know one of the things that I know is that uh, this format the big book changed my life and 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 it's not that I haven't done different formats of the four step because I have but this I prefer personally and I also know that you know the big book does not have a monopoly on God so you know this works for me and and I hope it works for you and you know having said that and I say that mostly for me because I don't want I I can be judgmental for sure so you know one of the the things that I really like about the AA 12 and 12 it talks about these instincts you know our social our sexual and our security instincts and how you know we demand more of what is 
rightly ours, and that's what happened. But that's why, you know, they have gone awry for sure, and that why I've got an issue. And it's I that has the issue. It's not the people in the second column. It's not the second column. It's not the people in the first column. You know, what I found out was what happens is the name just changed. The rest of the fourth step is the same. You know, because those are my instincts. Those are my my triggers. Those are, you know, uh, my my, uh, saving graces, how I think that I should live my life. And when I get to to the fourth column to see where I am at fault, and I know we're not there yet, it's what actually is the freedom. You know, and uh, you know, and I too like what we shared. You know, 19 words or less. I was told that too, and I thought, oh, let me count the words, and, and it's 19 words, and and I am also sure that that's where they got that. But you know, what I do know is, if this works for so many people and has worked for me, you know, I'm a person of more, so I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing because I love what I'm getting. One day at a time, I am free from the obsession of food. You know, and I do certain things so that comes about, so that when I lay my head on the pillow at night, I have had a great day. And it might not be that I've that circumstances were so great, but I am sober, abstinent, and sane today, and that is a gift. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Hey, thank you, Tina S. Vasa and then Janice M. Good morning, Vasa. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Anita, for your service. And good morning, everyone. Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive, Ovidia. Overeater calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And the first time I did the uh, the fourth step, I did it with a counselor because I, you know, I felt like if I went there and they're going to keep everything in the in the cabinet, nobody's going to get to it. I had a lot of fears of you know of finding out some of the stuff that were done to me or some of the stuff that I had done to others. And that was very, very beneficial. My sponsor had been in OA and AA for two years, so she hadn't done the process the way it's laid out in the big book. And she gave me a questionnaire, and that was excellent. I loved doing like that. And then I went to a big book step study meeting, and I found a woman. She came and spoke how she did the process. And I went and I asked her if she would help me, and she did. And uh, we went the first uh, many, whatever pages are on, and she asked me to circle the words that I didn't understand because English was my sec- is my second language, and and to um, look the definition, whatever they were. I mean, a lot of work, but it was all worth it. And again, I always say, you know, she's a get the notebook and you know the three ring binder, loose slip binder, and uh, I always said the serenity prayer, God. I offer no the the third step for prayer. God, I offer myself to be always, always said that prayer before I started writing, and she took me like piece by piece, you know, like she said, well, you you just write all the people that you have resentment against, and I just on the first page. That's all. That's all I listed. Just the people, and then the second page was the principles, and the third page was like institutions. And then, uh, uh, and then, how? Uh, what did the person do to hurt myself? How that was a, the, the, how that had affected my life? I mean, I couldn't do it in just you know like twelve words or thirteen. I wanted the whole page there. I just felt good to write down all the things that people did. You know, a few people did to hurt me. But anyways, 
I was asked, I could do it on another page to do that in a different paper, but just narrow it down to so many words, and I did that. And then um, my self-esteem, how I value myself, pride, how I think others value me, ambition, personal relationship, personal security, pocketbook, sexual relations. This was all done in pieces, and I'm so grateful for that. Because I needed to, oh, I'm sorry, my grandkids are coming in. Oh, time, I, time is up. Anyway. I'm sure my time is up, but if you haven't done it, do it. It works. Thanks, and I pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Vasa. And Janice M. Hi, this is Janice M. from outside of Philadelphia. Thanks, everybody, for your service. Um, the thing that struck me was I was thinking about um, all the times I did the steps, and it took years you know, just going through the steps and the four-step was so involved. And um, I remember thinking when um, I was told to do the columns, I thought my perfection kicked in. I was like, how will I know how much room to put in the second column to explain everything that happened in the situation in the first column? And the 19 words are so helpful. I was thinking about how I'm not really that unique, and my sponsor doesn't really need to know all the details, you know. And um, as I've heard other people's fifth steps, you know, I'm not really that unique. Um, I don't need to explain everything. I just need to do a summary. Um, And the other thing that I was going to share that was really helpful was to really invite my higher power in and to ask for the help to be rigorously honest. Um, That really makes a difference for me. Um, I can't be rigorously honest on my own. Uh, You know, I'm an addict, and I don't really want to tell the truth. So um, that was really helpful. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. And someone shared about using this format for a 10-step, and I do find that helpful, too. And uh, just living in steps 10, 11, and 12 and doing those steps, 10 steps during the day. So with that, I uh, pass, and thanks, everybody. Thanks so much, Janice Ann. And Laura S., it's your turn. For your service, Anita, uh, for the fourth step, uh, I did two in OA, uh, lots in uh, AA, and uh, the format has changed little by little, and it's like a progress, but of course, the, uh, the columns, the, um, the the spine is still the big book, uh, and uh, I'm back from a relapse uh, from, with food, and um, I had a problem with uh, step three. So now I've got to go to step four and clean my house again. I need a fourth step. I've got a problem with spine, so um, I do a tenth step when I <laughs> when I'm willing. <laughs> And uh, but the first um, uh, fourth step I, I did, uh, I was trying to display brutal honesty uh, and courage, which for me are my um, main um, strengths. And actually, I, I wrote novels, uh, and. Um, I was the victim, and uh, I had difficulty seeing others uh, uh, being my part 
in uh, these resentments and the the anecdotes or stories that has uh, led me to that resentment. And it can be a resentment that goes both ways. And that's why I have problems. Because as I am the victim, why am I attacked by others? And I realized doing my four steps over and over again that first I had to be very, very careful about not writing a novel in uh, column two. And uh, I added a fourth column, which is, uh, and with my sponsors too, uh, which is a list of my defects of character, uh, which I can call also my air of needs, my areas of needs and uh, the way for progress. And that helps me a lot with also putting my ego aside when uh, I uh, write a fourth step, even just a chunk of it. And uh, and praying my higher power to give me, for giving me not only the, stra- the strength, but the humility. And, uh, and, and I'm very... Uh, Honest with you, when I I, I, I do my fifth step, uh, and uh, and I come back to fourth step, uh, I, I don't like my sponsors to tell me that I have more defects of character than I discovered myself. <laughs> so uh, and I have to work on that. So if I don't do a good fourth step, I, I'm going to lap. So thank you for letting me share. And thank you for your service, Anita. Have a very okay. good day, everybody. Thank you so much, Laura. Uh, time maybe, well, for three, maybe four. Four. Arlene H. Arlene H. Margaret D. Margaret D. Madeline R. Okay, let's go with the, those three, I think. Jeanette S. I'll put you down, but I'm not sure we'll get to you, Jeanette. All Thank right, Arlene H. Hi, everybody. My name is Arlene, and I'm a compulsive overeater in Vermont. <clears throat> thanks for such a great meeting this morning, and thanks for your service, Anita, and everybody else who had a part in putting this thing together. I'm really good at seeing what other people are doing incorrectly and taking other people's inventory. I'm really good at that and taking my own I'm not that great at and doing the fourth step in this manner with these columns, my grudge list, I can see what's wrong with all the rest of the people in my life. And you know what? When I do, when I do that, and I realized that I am a person and we are more alike than we are different, then by putting down the person's name and how and and what the cause was, that shows me the stuff that I don't like happening to me. And basically what it also shows me is what, I don't like in myself. When I put down what I don't like in you and others in my life, I get a better understanding of what makes me move to toward the food 
and toward numbing myself out. <clears throat> when I am dishonest, when I am, um, you know, looking for someone else's job, when I am totally nutty for whatever reason, if I, you know, become a gossip, if I pad my expense account, you know, if I do these things that caused me resentments, um, you know, then I go toward the food. So in writing down my grudge list, I find out what it is that I don't like happening to me. And that's I can find out what I don't like to do to others. When I finally get to that fourth column where it's my part, I can see that my part is the same as the cause part. And when I do those things, then I'm in trouble. I'm in big trouble. Thanks for allowing me to share. Thanks very much, Arlene H. Uh, Margaret T., you are up. Can I be heard? Yes. Oh, great. Thank you, Anita. Um, many. Uh, my name is Margaret. <clears throat> I'm in Georgia, and I'm a recovered compulsive eater. Uh, many, many, many years ago, there were two recovered um, alcoholics that used to go on a, like a little circuit uh, named Joe and Charlie, and they would have big book studies. And so I, the first one I went to that um, they were um, holding or teaching, whatever you want to call it, on Friday night we were down to beginning the fourth step, and so we were asked to go home after it had been explained with the columns and everything, to go home and write out our fourth step. And so, you know, being the busy little beaver that I was, I ran home. Um and, you know, scribbled out all these pages of resentments. And then in the when we came back again on Saturday and they opened up with the prayer, after that, the first thing they asked was, so who started doing their, for, who started, um, or who has written down their resentments? And, you know, I was like, oh, me, me, I raised my hand. I was so proud of myself. And then the next thing they said, and after to all these people who had written, you know, their four step down, or their resentments, they said, and who found out that you had even more resentments after you wrote out your resentments? And I was like, what? Who? And I had to raise my hand again. And what I, my experience from doing that was what I was taught was to take myself lightly, but to never take the disease lightly. And, um, it kind of knocked the idea of perfectionism out the window that, you know, like there was a certain way to do this. If I just did it exactly the right way, I would be healed and all would be well. Um, anyways, I guess that's all I had to share this morning. And I just want to thank those recovered alcoholics that, if you will, crossed a line or maybe didn't, saw no line at all, and were so willing and eager to share their experience of having a conscious contact with their higher power 
that they were willing to like go into other 12-step programs. And um, so thank you everybody who's done service and will do service and does does do service. And with that, I pass. Thanks very much, Margaret D. Madeline R., you will be our last uh, uh, speaker today. Good morning. Thank you. Ellen R., recovering and recovered in Pennsylvania. I'm very grateful for this very simple format because I have a really difficult time even mixing up or making a mistake on my tablet. I have one of those correction tapes. And this particular um, format is very simple for me. And less is more for me. Direct statements under the cause. And under affecting my, it has taken me a real long time, and sometimes it takes me a really long time to see how one of those things fit in to the resentment that I may be having at the time or have had at the time when I wrote my entire um, fourth step, which, like many I have heard on the call today, was very long. <laughs> and not necessarily necessary, but I'm not upset that I did it, that all those childhood hurts and wrongs came out and just released me to this freedom of living in the moment, living in the present time, living in a solution. And it was suggested that when I start to write, that I write at the top of the page, God loves Madeline. And then I would go through and make the columns and I would answer the questions. And at the end, I would write, um, God still loves Madeline. And, you know, that wasn't my idea. That was something that was suggested to me. And when we go back just a little bit and we talk about, you know, through these pages, because they tend to, uh, we're told and then we're retold and we're told again, the manifestation of the disease, the pattern of my disease is that the way I'm affected for each of these particular areas, sex relations, self-esteem, all the way through, it's generally the same all the way through. And uh, especially when I get to my fears, you know, what am I afraid of not getting um, my needs met? What am I afraid of losing respect? I mean, I wrote that so many times that I called my sponsor and asked her if I still needed to write it. And she said, do you still feel it? And I said, yes. And she said, still write it. And that pattern emerged that I just never had anticipated. And one other thing, um, under pocketbook, definitely my finances, also, it was suggested that I just might think about the fact of time lost, um, time spent uh, in worry, fear, denial, anger. You know, so not also affected. I had many financial amends I needed to make. We're not even close to that yet. Though for me, I had to look at what else did it affect beside, in, in a monetary manner, what else, how else has my pocketbook been? And I have to tell you, a lot of my time and energy was negatively affected. So I really appreciate everybody's share today and the opportunity to go over this line by line and to learn something new every time we cover it. And thanks for letting me share. And with that, I'll pass. Well, thank you very much, Madeline R. Um, so I want to thank everyone who shared this morning. And the share ID for this meeting, Wednesday, March, March, forgive me, <laughs> May 30th, is 11,475-11475. And we'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164. 
followed by the serenity prayer. So will Susan H. please read that for us? Hi, uh, this is Susan H. I'm a recovered compulsive overreader from Ohio. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. 